Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Under the Fig Tree. I'm Troy. I'm Bruce. And we have my wife today. This is Tisha. Hi, everyone. And we are so glad to have her in studio with us. We are. This is going to be an amazing topic today. This was one that was requested. Uh, we put this out on our social media site. We asked some people, what, what is a topic you'd like to hear us talk about? And someone requested this topic, and we're going to talk about it today. But before we dive into that, did want to give a shout out to one of our good friends, Michelle Laney. She has a candle business. She is making candles from uh, natural oils and different things like that. It is called Sense Win. So if you spell out sense, like you sent the scent of something, plus the word win, W-I-N. You can also find her on lovingme09 on Instagram, and you can get a ton of information about her products. Her, her and her husband are a wonderful couple. They have a lovely family, and uh, we want to be able to support their product. Since when? Sounds like a good idea. Today, we're going to be talking about fasting. And this is going to be a great topic today. This is one of those topics where there's a bit of controversy uh, sometimes if it's not approached the right way. And so we want to talk about what fasting is and what fasting isn't. And we want to take a lot of the speculations, some of the religious connotation off of it, because that's kind of what we do here anyway. It is. Uh, and and just kind of make it attainable for people. Uh, this is the reason why we have to make it attainable, and we're going to jump right in, Matthew chapter 6. Let's do it. So in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is talking, and I'm going to read this to you in verse 16. It says, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So this is like the third part of something he was discussing before because he started talking about charitable deeds first. Yeah. And then he started talking about prayer. One of the reasons why I love this is because I look at these as three pillars of the believers, Mm -hmm. right? As a believer, these are three solid pillars for us, these to-do things. Yes. Now, when Jesus explains this, he doesn't say if you fast, just like he didn't say if you pray and if you give. Right. He said when you do. Right. So we should understand that this is something we should be doing. Fasting should be a part of the life of the believer. Yes. And um, I, I'd like to hear you guys' take on it as we walk through this thing. So uh, I wanted to open up with that so we uh, get a fair understanding that fasting is not a, I say it with my quotes up, an optional thing. Right. But it is right. something that we should be doing. And fasting, since we're talking about it, we're kicking it off. Let's go ahead and define fasting. Okay. Fasting, according to the Greek, is nestus, and it means, drumroll, having not eaten. Having not eaten. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I want to make sure that's clear because there's a lot of, I want to say, bins and things that we have done right. um, over the years to try to compensate or cope with not eating. And okay. bottom line is we just don't need to eat when we're fasting. And we can get into some of those nuances later, but the definition of fasting is not eating. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. I want to, I I want to put a little bit more emphasis on the when. Yeah. I think the when is very, very important as we tend to do. We don't 
we don't share notes ahead of time per se. We have a little conversation before we go live, right? And but it's at that point that we find out what each person has if we have notes at all, right? And it was interesting that Troy, you talked about okay, we're going to start with the win. And that was the first thing that I had on my notes as well. So I just want to I want to I want to drive home to our listeners that it's so important to understand when Jesus our savior says when you right yeah that for me that's an instruction yeah i believe so there, there's no there's no wiggle room in there i can see that the expectation is that you would live a life based on those three pillars that you just gave yeah yeah this is jesus though yeah this is not paul this is not james john but I thought this, this is jesus who is saying when you fast and i think that's so important because so from my vantage point, a lot of things seem to be kind of, I don't want to say falling by the wayside, that might be too too dramatic, but in this Christendom, in this modern Christendom, there's just things that I don't hear, maybe you guys do, but I don't really hear a lot of people talking about fasting. Well, outside of the first of the year. Outside of the first <laughs> we'll of the year. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And yes, I do, I have some things to say about the out, yeah. the yeah. The, That's the really the only the time, year. you know, that is really emphasized. Yes, I, I have I, I have some things to say about that. I feel like what fasting has become is kind of elitism Christian. Wow. <laughs> you didn't hit the elite. You are a elite Christian when you fast. That's kind of how I see it. Like, oh, those are those Christians that fast and pray all the time. Mm-hmm. Those are those Christians that, you know, are, are, are crying out and, and, and running around all the time. They are the ones that fast. You know, we, we just love God and love people, which that's what we're supposed to do. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. And, and, and that's it. You know, preach the gospel every now and again, ask them for a car and a house and bam, we're saved type right. of Christianity versus really those people who really want to know more about God and who God is. Yeah. But what I think need, we need to make clear is fasting is a part of the everyday Christian walk. Yes. Absolutely. It is a part of being Christian. It is a part of living for God. It's a part of loving God. It's a part of your relationship. It's entryways into different levels and realms. Yeah. Right. And it is absolutely necessary yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for you as a, uh, a believer to find where that fits for you. Yeah, absolutely. There is something, you know, when you said that, because it just dawned on me at the time. There, there is a cutting away of the flesh that happens when you fast. There's a removing uh, of the flesh. There's a, there's what was brought to my remembrance was the story of uh, Jacob and Esau, right? Mm-hmm. And how Esau was willing to give away his birthright. Come on, yeah. something that would appease his flesh. Yes. yes, right. Yes, and I think this is like I don't want to say it's a recovering of birthright, but it's almost a remembering of your birthright. Yeah, you know yeah. everything sure. that you got when God. When you got born again, there was yeah. rights that you got. Right. And during this fasting time, you're you're you can be reminded of these rights. Yeah. Instead of trading that away for something to appease your flesh. Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. That's really good. I it makes me think about distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- I, I say it like this fasting helps me focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It helps to focus my mind, my spirit, my soul, my emotions, my because see, there's another, there's another standard, there's another, another pillar mm-hmm. in relation to the things that the that we're supposed to do as believers, 
and that's live a life of repentance. Mm. Right? Good point. Yeah. So now if you if you're not living a, a fasted life, you're probably struggling living a a life of repentance. You yeah. see how they kind of all that's go hand point. in hand. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so I think of distractions. I think of the distractions, what I call the noise, right? Yeah. I call it the noise. When you begin to fast, your body is screaming, give me what I want. I, yeah. You know, you, yeah. you're killing me. No, I'm not killing you. I, I might be bringing you down, putting you under, you know, as the yeah. Bible says. But you're not going to die, right? Exactly. You're not going to die. And the end result will be that all of a sudden I can see better. Yeah. All of a sudden. And it's so amazing because we're not talking about health benefits, but I think we could throw that in there also. Right. Sure. God is so much smarter than us, guys. So some regular fasting even helps physically. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. You can reset your whole system. I, I think it's a seven day. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. guys. Right. So I'm just trying to remember some things that I've learned and my wife has learned. But there's a number of days that if you if you if you engage yourself in fasting, that can really reset your whole system physically. So all these benefits. But I think the main benefit is that fasting for me helps me to focus and it makes all the noise fall into the background. Yeah. You know. All the noise of the world, all the noise of, I call it the minutia, yeah. you know, um, fall into the background. It's a positioning. It sure. positions you in a place to receive and hear from God. So, you know, a lot of times in the Bible, we'll see instances where different things like in Esther, they go on a three day fast. Yes. You know, and I think sometimes we've misinterpreted that to say, if I need something from God. Yeah. <laughs> then I must go on a three day fast. And yes. all that was happening was a positioning. Yeah, yeah that's it. All that was happening was a positioning, yes. a positioning to hear. And as you read Esther, it's unclear if God even spoke. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? We don't have a d- <laughs> definitive a right. uh, situation that's in Esther point. that he said, thus says the Lord, that's right. go before the king. That's exactly right. And I know I've been on several fasts and God has not said a word. That's really good. He, he has not said a word. That's I have really fasted. Good. I have felt his presence, I, but not a word uttered. <laughs> and it's not until after the fast that, that things begin to open up. So I'm, I said all that to say it is a definite positioning. It's a positioning to hear God. It's a yes. positioning to have the faith that we need to walk forward. I yes. think and we can go there. I know it's a little bit soon, but I believe Esther was positioned for faith. You know, she said, if I perish, I perish. Well, that ain't anything easy to say. Yeah. You got your faith level got to be ready to die. And so I feel like that was more of a positioning of heart and surrendering her flesh to say, I've got to do this thing. There is no other way. I can't get out of this. Yeah. It's dependent upon me and the position that God has graced me with to go before the king. This is Esther eight, I believe. Yeah. And she positioned her heart to be able to do that thing. And it Mm. drove out any faith. The Bible says she put on her, any doubt. Thank you. The Bible says she put on her Royal attire. Yeah. She put on her Royal attire. That's standing up in the glory and the power and the might of God. And she went forth to the King. Yeah. Yeah, So I I really think it's distractions as well as positioning. I agree with both points. We see this in the life of Jesus. As soon as he was baptized, 
God confirmed his identity immediately. Yeah. Mm. He went out into the wilderness to be tempted. Yeah. Uh, he did not eat. Mm, right. Come on. right. Yeah. He did not eat. Right. And it wasn't until uh, the Bible says that he was hungry. Yes. Is when the tempter came. Mm-hmm. He was at, at the point where he was physically his weakest. Yes. Right. But he was actually spiritually at his strongest. Right. And I think that's something that we can uh, ascertain from. Yes. From fasting when it's done the right way, because we're going to go ahead and jump into this. Right. Mm-hmm. If you are fasting and you're not praying, mm-hmm. you're just on a diet. Right. Hmm. Or you're, on, or you're, you're on, on a hunger strike. strike. Yeah, it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah, if you think you, I had a friend, I told you about that before. I had yes. a friend, he told me he wanted me to fast with him. I said, well, what are we fasting for? He said, so I can get a job. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I said, because if you think that mm. me and you not eating is going to make God move, we'll both die. Mm. <laughs> we'll both die. That's just a hunger strike. So we, we, we're not fasting to get something. We're fasting so we can hear, we can get closer. There's a stripping away of the flesh. There's something in between you and God, and you're trying to remove that thing. And you normally that's your ambition, that's your desires, that's your flesh, yeah. that's all of that stuff, and you're trying to remove these things. Uh, and you do that by way of fasting. You tell the flesh no. Yeah. It's real simple. You it's, tell the it's flesh real no. Simple. You're not going to have that. You're not going to rule me. Right. Uh, uh, it's kind of like uh, uh, what God said to, to Adam, or not to Adam, but to Cain. He said that sin is lying at your door, but yeah. you're supposed to rule over it. Right. The flesh, you're supposed to rule over your that's flesh. Right. This is the way it's supposed to happen. So, Yeah. That, no, that's good, man. You, you know I had to throw hunger strike in there. Hunger strike, man. That's, <laughs> you know, I'm going to yeah, tell you, yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of know. people will do that. This is sad and it's tragic, but it is very much true. Mm-hmm. I've known of at least two women since I've been saved that came into agreement with each other that they were going to fast for 40 days mm. and they both died. Oh, oh man. God. Yeah. Man. Tragic. That is tragic. Because they didn't understand that they could not make God move based on their fast. Fasting, which leads me to my point, fasting is not for God. Thank you. And I I really would love for the listeners to really get that, that fasting is not for God. It's not even biblical when you think about it, Mm -hmm. right? You're not fasting for him. Right. You're fasting for you. Yeah. You're the one who gets the benefit, right? I think I mentioned it earlier. You know, it brings spiritual, physical, mental, emotional now, I said benefit earlier, I think, but now I'm going to use a different word, dependence. Mm-hmm. It's a good word. That's a good word. When yeah. we fast, it helps us to focus on our dependence on him. Yeah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being dependent upon ourselves. And, uh, and it's important, man. It's important that we understand that. Now, I'm going to go a little out there because that's what I do, you know, <laughs> and... Um, See, for me, this this prophetic thing, man, okay, y'all just bear with me. I look at this thing and I say, well, that's like a that's almost like a tantrum, even though people don't may not realize. Imagine a kid that says, I'm gonna hold my breath until you give me what I want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you're fasting from the wrong place. When you're fasting from the wrong place. You said yeah. it earlier, Tisha, you know, it's the positioning, right? Yeah. Who fasts? For simply wanting to know him better. Yeah. 
who fasts for simply, you know, and, and, and I think that'll take us into Isaiah. Isaiah, um, you mentioned earlier, Isaiah 58. Yeah. You know, it's not this the fast that I've chosen, and we can talk a little more about that. But I'm just saying, you know, you begin to, I had this, this, this question, I mean, not question, but this statement came up in my, in my heart earlier. It's not in the minutia. Mm-hmm. It's in the motive. Yeah, man. You can get caught up in the religious regimen of fasting. And here's the truth of it, y'all. You know, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to talk real straight now. Sometimes people get caught up in the religious regimen of fasting for bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we did see I, that in Matthew I, did 6. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. We see yeah. it in Matthew 6, yeah. For bragging rights. I, I want to give you, though, the scripture while you're on this track. Joel 2.12, it says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, mm-hmm. with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Yeah, wow. And that's what you're saying. You're saying it's not in the, it's in the heart. He says, turn to me with all your heart. He wants your heart. That's the motive. Yes. That's yeah. the he motive. wants your heart. I think that's a good point to bring up uh, because that's that's the one thing that we can give God mm-hmm. that he can't get for himself is our heart. Is our heart. Yes. We have to give that to him. Yep. yep. And the fasting, to your point, Tisha, and also Bruce, to your point, I think that's what we're getting at. What's the, what's the motive behind this? Why are we after, how many people do actually fast just because they want to get to know God? How, yes. How many Nazarites are there? Come you know on. what I mean? Yeah. How many people, even though it's okay for me to grow or cut my hair, I'm going to grow it long for the simple point of, I want to get closer to him. Yeah. I could drink the wine, but no, I'm yeah. going to cut that off because I want to get yeah. closer to yeah. him. Yeah. How yeah. many people are willing to do that? You know right. what I mean? And, and I think that's what it really boils down to. How many Nazarites are still there? Right, right. What is the scripture, the scenario, I don't have it in my notes, where Jesus tells the disciples that they can't cast the demon out of the, out of the fella? Matthew 17. That's 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. Right? This yeah. is his response. Why couldn't we cast the demon out? Mm-hmm. Because of your unbelief. Right. He didn't change subjects. He's talking about their unbelief. Mm -hmm. And within the context of him talking about it's because of your unbelief, Mm -hmm. he said, Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. That's right. Mm -hmm. I absolutely believe that the Lord showed me one day that he wasn't talking about that kind of demon. He was talking about that level of unbelief. That's Mm -hmm. right. So I believe that prayer and fasting helps to to unlodge, dislodge. That's right unbelief that's in the heart even when you're sometimes trying to do i got my quote fingers up ministry Mm -hmm. right right you're trying to do the right thing but there's something that's lodged in your heart called unbelief and i believe that is certainly one of the benefits of fasting absolutely because jesus said it there's no question about that the closer you get to god the less room there is for foolishness yes yeah so yeah, unbelief oh, is foolishness, man. Uh, unbelief foolishness. is foolishness. Yeah, there's, there's less room for that the closer you get to God. So. And, and fasting will find you out. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, you know, so that's what happened with those disciples. You know, they were in a situation, they was like, why could we not do this? Fasting will find you out quickly. Yes. It, will. it will tell you exactly why. It will show you exactly where. Your mm-hmm. flesh will stomp and scream and and throw pity parties and yes. tears, and it, it's going to do it all if you allow it. That's right. And it's, it's going to find you out. So fasting is a great way 
to really see your own heart. Yes. To yes. see where what's in your heart and to allow God to work the way he desires yeah. to uproot the thing that he desires to uproot. Yeah. And you may not even know what that is fully. So I want to go to the point you just said, fasting will find you out, right? And it'll show you about you. Yes. There's this crazy notion that we do these things so we can prove to God. We can't prove anything to God. He already right. knows, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Really what the proof is, is for you. Yep. Yeah. Now I know what I'll do in this situation. Yes. I know how I'll react in this situation. Yes. Now I know what I believe. And in fact, I believe when fasting is done the right way, this is going to be, this is going to be a shocker maybe to some people, but I believe that fasting done the right way takes you from the point of faith takes you from the point of believing to knowing. Yeah. 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 Right. That's good. So now I don't just believe Mm -hmm. that God is a healer. I don't just believe that God can restore. I don't, I know these things now. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And it's because there's an intimacy there. There's a closeness in the relationship when I remove those buffers between me and him. Yes. And I just want to emphasize uh, my testimony with fasting (laughs) for the most part, I would say 90% of the time for me, I do not get much during the fast. I know some people do, and that's great. But for me, I don't get much during the actual fast. For me, it's a lot of times it's after. Okay. It's after the fast. And I feel like that is because <laughs> of the crucifixion of flesh that is happening at the time. Okay. So, and I, when I say I don't get much, let me preface this prophetically. It, what I'm saying is I'm, I may not see visions. I may not have goosebumps and encounters. I may not fall out in the glory. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what I mean by that. But what I do get is I get that flesh to be quiet. I get the word of God and God may speak one scripture mm-hmm. in a, in a three day fast. I may get one scripture. Okay. And then after I come out, that scripture will get, begin to develop. And I just want to speak to people who may have that testimony as I do <laughs> where you go on a, you hear the, a testimony of others and they're like, I was on this fast and the heavens open and the rain poured and God <laughs> caught me up in the glory, you know? And you're like, man, when I fast, I just hear crickets. I just get hungry. I just get hungry. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's so good, man. Yeah. yeah so that's, I just, I, I wanted to put that out there because really I've good. been it there. Is. And what I had to do was learn to even fast in faith by faith that I am receiving, that God is doing something. And every time when it was done and I had to learn this, but when I did get out of wanting the spectacular, because I thought that's what fasting would do. When I did get away from that, I began to understand that I did receive some things and then the weeks, sometimes weeks and months after, the Lord is still developing yes. what happened on a single fast. So yeah. I just wanted to throw that out yeah. there for people. That's so no, good, that's man. a great point to bring that's up. That's so good. Being yeah. faithful to the fast. Yeah. Yeah. Be, being faithful, not doing, once again, I think the point is being made again, not doing it with the wrong motive. Yeah. If you're fasting because you think that's going to open you up and you're going to see angels in blue smoke. You know, yeah. you know, then, yeah, you might miss it. So that's yeah. a that's a wonderful yeah. point. I happen to be on the opposite spectrum of that <laughs> where <laughs> where, you know, but see, for me, I think it has a lot to do with your particular uh, packaging, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. your particular ministerial packaging, yeah. you know, because I dream every night. You know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm a dreamer and I'm a seer. And I'm so once once my body, and it doesn't take my body long to get to that point, everything starts 
Yeah. Like, whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. How? <laughs> 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 Here we go. Yeah, you know? right, right. So that's really good because not everybody has that has that experience. Not everybody does. And and I felt like a failure for a long time. Yeah, that's because, why that's great. Yeah, because I I felt like, well, dang, so and so just saw all the angels. I didn't even get a goosebump. <laughs> Jesus, can I get a goosebump? Can I get a goosebump, yes. Jesus? So, can I see yeah. something? Something. Talk talk to uh Tisha about First Corinthians seven. First Corinthians in relation to fasting. Seven four. Okay, I'll read it. We're gonna read uh, verses four and five. It says, "The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does." Oh my! And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Verse five: Do not deprive one another, except with consent, for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, so Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control all right so wow. fasting and marriage that's a mouthful yeah. <laughs> fasting and marriage you know you it says it right here the wife doesn't have authority over her own body and neither does the husband and what is fasting about it's about that crucifixion of flesh mm-hmm. and so there should be some agreement between you and your husband about fasting for long periods of time. We're talking about, you know, a couple of, you know, maybe seven days or things of that nature. You you need to communicate <laughs> with your husband your or your wife and say, hey. And come into agreement. And come into agreement that uh, this fast is going, you know, I feel led to fast. And yeah. I, I really want to crucify flesh in all ways. And, and have that agreement. And yeah. if, if there is no agreement, then, you know, don't feel condemnation, you know what I mean? There's other things, and we can talk about that a little bit later, um, or ways to just crucify your flesh and bring it in subjection. But I think it's really important to honor one another in the fast. That's so important, Mm -hmm. the point that you're making now, because life is full for most people, especially if you have children. Yeah. In this day and age, the husband and the wife works. Yeah. Yeah. If you're really trying to live for God and there's a call on your life, then you you know what I'm saying? So you have all these all of these layers and it could literally be I mean, it's so easy to go without that level of intimacy. Yeah. Anyway. With, with you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, anyway. Right. Right. And yet I love that because we see that even in the instructions giving to the what I call the new New Testament church, right? right. That, that This was the instruction that we should still be following, but it was given back then. Mm-hmm. It shows how much God cares about the family. Yeah. yeah. How much he cares about your marriage. Yeah. yeah. That you should not even, don't come talk to me if you hadn't talked to her. Right. Yeah. In a month. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't come talk to me if you hadn't talked to him in two weeks. Yeah. Because of all the things that you're doing. That's how I read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to talk to you, but make sure because, uh, and, and the reason that, that really means something to me, guys, is because I've seen over the years so many lopsided, yeah, out of order relationships in the home. Yep. Yeah. Where someone is super spiritual and the other spouse seems to not really be care at all (laughs) and normally the super spiritual spouse can't figure out why the other spouse is not where they are 
or, or you know, or has that same fire or whatever. Right? Yeah. And a lot of times I think it's because of that scripture you just read and that explanation you just gave. Yeah. You're not yeah. sharing in it. You're not, you're not, it's okay to get permission. Yeah. I, I just really feel like I need yeah. to hang out with God. Somebody who is really walking this thing out with you, do you really think they're going to tell you no? Right. Right, right. Especially if you honor them, like you said, mm-hmm. Tisha. That's right. With, with going and saying, hey, I just really feel like I need to get along with God. I know we haven't been together, but I tell you what, let, when I come out of this a couple of days from now, we're going to make sure we go do so and so and so. And if she says, no, no, I, I really need you right now. We're literally being told in the instructions. That's right. Yeah. That that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's awesome to me. Yeah, that's okay. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about that scripture, uh, and you, you guys may have to help me a little bit with it, where you said, where God says, bring your, um, where Jesus is talking, he says, when you bring your altar, I mean, your offering, offering. to the oh, altar, yes. yeah. you know, if you, if you got, got an yeah. leave it there, go yep. back, get it right. Yep. And that's kind of what this brought to my mind. Yeah. You know, if there's, you know, an altar or a situation with your, you know, marriage or something yes. going on, you know, underlying currents are there. Yep. Try your best to 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 get that worked out before you tell them for seven days. <laughs> I yeah. need to be. Uh, I need know, to be with God, God for seven days. <laughs> you whisper you know? God. God. I need to be with it don't God. work unless you whisper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so it, I I think this has a lot of wisdom. And I think you brought up First Peter three seven that you wanted to hit. Yes, yes, husbands. I, I, for me, it connects. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them according to knowledge. Some, I, I think, my version says, with understanding, mm-hmm. giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs. That's my. That's the point I want to focus in on as being heirs together. Together, right? Mm-hmm. Of the grace of God, and then here, here's the kicker that your prayers be not hindered. Yeah. You see, wow. so yeah. we're talking about fasting and praying, and yet he he includes, you need to understand who your spouse is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In relation to your prayers being not hindered, you need to understand who your spouse is. Yeah. You That's need right. to understand that if you, see, I'm talking from a male perspective, from a husband's perspective for a moment, right? You need to understand what she needs. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't understand what she needs and you're talking about, I got to go over to the church and I need to pray for 10 hours and, on, uh, you know, and lay prostrate. And she's saying, yeah, but uh, the garbage is, pi- is piling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You haven't even taken the garbage out. Yeah. Yeah. I've asked you to to change the oil for the last four weeks. Right. The car is smoking, you know, and I'm scared to drive it. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to go lay on. You know what I'm saying? Prostrate? You got to go lay prostrate on the. So he yeah. says, we in our instructions, we're the ones told in this particular scripture, the men are told to understand who you're dwelling with. That's good. So that your prayers aren't hindered. That's really good. I, I think that's a great thing. Um, it, it brings us back to a point that we frequently make at these men's uh, events and stuff. Yes. Your, your first ministry is at home. It's in your home, man. Uh, you have to take care of home. Yep. Um, and to your point, Bruce, we have seen that imbalance, yeah. uh, not just the imbalance of being uh, one spouse being super spiritual and the other one not, but also the imbalance of I'm doing everything out here in the yes. streets and in the church and yes. all this kind of stuff, but I'm doing literally nothing for my own family. Right. And that's not godly. That's right. 
There's no point in going out and preaching the gospel to thousands of people and getting thousands of people saved and born again and all this kind of stuff. And you allow your own family to go to hell. Yeah. There's no point in that. There is none. There's no point in that. And I do believe that you have to stand accountable for it. Absolutely. So um, uh, to your point, I think that's a, a, it's a great point to bring up. It gives us balance in it. I had some points, but they're for later because I'm going to try to give you some practical things <laughs> and let you guys deal with the biblical part of it. <laughs> let y'all deal with the biblical part of it. Oh, Lord. What else you got? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know if, if I, if this, what I'm getting ready to say is going to be considered biblical, but I believe it is. <laughs> I believe it is. I want to deal a little bit and, and you know, guys, we say it all the time. We're not picking on, po- on folks. No, we believe that God called us to do this podcast I said it earlier to help hold the line, mm-hmm. yeah. the standard of God, the yep. standard of Jesus Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's within that context that we share some things that, that we know are sometimes hard for people to hear this. I believe may be one of them. There are a lot of churches we've come up through a, a few churches, you know, in the last 38, 30, almost 39 years, we've come through a few churches. Right. And it's amazing. The first of the year corporate fasting, I want to deal with that. (laughs) Let's deal with it. Because it's not wrong. Yeah, it's not. It's not wrong, but we're dealing with motive again. Right. So, yeah, so to your point, she read from Joel Mm 2, and you can see it's not wrong biblically. Right. Calling Mm -hmm. a corporate fast is not wrong. It's not. Now it goes back to what you're saying again, the motive. What what is the motive? Yeah. And and so, you know, here's, here's part of the issue that I have. Some claim to give God the first part of the year, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to do a 21-day fast, right? <laughs> We're going to do the Daniel fast. Come on, everyone must be involved. We're going to Yeah. We, we don't know what the fast is for. We just know we're going to do a Daniel fast to start the year off because somehow that's going to magically make some things happen. Don't mean to be ugly. I'm not trying to be. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem. Some claim to give God the first part of the year, but may not have been giving God all the parts of their lives. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we hope you join us again under the future. That's all the time we have for today. 
Thanks so much for tuning in, and we hope you join us again under the fig tree.